Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the return of another Lord's Day morning. Thank you, Lord, for sunshine. Thank you, Lord, for your creation. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy towards us. We pray again, Lord, that you would be pleased to meet with us as we gather in your name. That Jesus Christ may be honoured and glorified in the midst of this congregation and wherever your people meet. Lord, again, look upon us for your kindness, love and mercy. First hymn is number 14, based on Psalm 106. Give praise and thanks unto the Lord, for bountiful is given of came to pass when the king sat in his house and the Lord had given him rest round about from all his enemies that the king said unto Nathan the prophet see now I dwell in the house of cedar but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains and Nathan said to the king go do all that is in mine heart for the Lord is with me and it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan saying go and tell my servant David thus saith the Lord 
Shalt thou build me an house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt. Even to this day, I have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. All the places where servant David. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep cot, and following the sheep to be a ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou went, and have cut off all of thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, I come to the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more, neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee my days be Fathers, and set up thy seed after me, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men, the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. According to all these words, and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Second hymn of praise number... 76, I sing the almighty power of God that made the mountains rise and spread the flowing seas abroad and built the lofty skies.
you are a great God. We've just sung of a, a God who is mighty and powerful. God who created the mountains and all that we see around us, the sea and the sky, and even the smallest of plants, creatures upon this earth. Lord, your wisdom is displayed in your creation. And above all, Lord, your wisdom is displayed in your word. Thank you for the word of God, which is life to our never-dying souls. Thank you for the wisdom of it, for the relevance of it in our day, in our generation. Oh, our Lord God, how great you are. How majestic you are in majesty. And again, Lord, we, we are humbled, for you have humbled yourself in the revelation of yourself through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you are God who is sovereign. You are God who is not swayed by time or events. You have set your purpose. And you are working your purpose out through generation and generation. We thank you, Lord, for the days in which we live. We thank you, Lord, for the grace that we've experienced this past week. And for your many mercies toward us. We bless you, Lord, that you are faithful faithfulness is forever. We bless you, our God, that we can have confidence in a God who is faithful and true and immovable. We bless you for such a foundation for our lives and for the lives of our loved ones and for our families, even for our church. We say our church, but Lord, is your church, purchased with the precious blood of the eternal so tonight, this, this morning, Lord, as we come out of your people, speak to us through your word, through his living word, sharper than any two of us, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you may convict, convince us, Lord, even convert us through the preaching of it this day. May our eyes be opened to the glories of Jesus, the eternal Son of God. Very conscious, Lord, that we live in turbulent days in our land, in our nation. Lord, we pray that you have mercy. Lord, we acknowledge your wrath, and justly so. But Lord, in mercy, we pray that you would hold your hand, and that you would bring a renewal, an awakening, a quickening amongst the people of our nation. Lord, we pray for that awakening within ourselves. Lord, revive us, we pray, O oh God. Revive us midst of the years, in the midst of all the turmoil, all the uncertainties, revive us, cause our eyes to look up to heaven, to things eternal, rather than things upon earth. So Lord, we would pray for we pray for men and women of integrity, men and women of honesty, to lead justly and righteously, lead this land, Lord. Again, we pray that there may be a turning once more to the book and to the commandments and precepts which that book contains. Forgive us, Lord, for our iniquity, for our despising the word of God, for those attributes you've set forth to which we are to live by. Lord, we, we live in a days where right is wrong and wrong is right. And so, Lord, we, we pray, pray again, Lord, to have mercy upon us and to come in and to save us. Father, for those who are sick amongst us, those, Lord, who are concerned for their 
Pray again, Lord, for the preaching of your word in this place and other like-minded churches in our county and in our nation. But Lord, you will bless the preaching of the word of God. May the words be heard, as it were, from, from the throne room of heaven itself, and that we may be obedient to it. And Lord, that you would indeed encourage us. For Lord, we feel discouraged at times. We admit that truly. Lord, we are difficult days in the church. And again, Lord, we pray that you come in amongst us and revive us, we pray. So, Lord, we ask these prayers with forgiveness of our every sin. In Jesus' most precious name.
Ephraim the Ezraites. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in the fairy tales. I made a covenant with my chosen, and sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will establish forever, build up thy throne to all generations, Selah. And the heavens shall praise thy wondrous. O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. For who in heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee? Or to thy faithfulness round about thee. Thou rulest the raging of the sea, when the waves thereof arise, thou stillest them. Thou hast broken Rahab in pieces, as one that is slain. Thou hast scattered thine enemies with thy strong heart. Heavens are mine, the earth also is thine. As for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. The north and the south, thou hast created them. Tabar and Hermon shall rejoice in thy name. Thou hast a mighty arm, strong is thy hand, and high is thy right hand. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in favour thy horns shall be exalted. For the Lord is our defence, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. Then I was placed in vision to thy Holy One, and said, I have laid help up one that is mighty, an exalted one chosen out of the people. I have found David my servant, with my holy oil have I anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established, mine arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him, and I will beat down his foes before his face, and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand also in the sea, and his right hand in the rivers. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also will I make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him, forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of God. If his children forsake my law, will not my judgments, if they break my statutes, and 
keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed should endure forever, and his throne is a sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon, and as a faithful witness in heaven, sealer. But for thou hast cast off and abhorred, thou hast been wroth with thine anointed. Thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant. Thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground. Thou hast broken down all his hedges. Thou hast brought his strongholds to ruin. All that pass by the way spoil him. He is reproached to his neighbors. Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries. Thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. Thou hast also turned the edge of his sword. And thou, and hast thou not made him to stand in battle? Thou hast made his glory to cease, and cast his throne to the ground. The days of the youth hast thou shortened, thou hast covered him with shame. Selah. How long, Lord? Will I hide myself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. Wherefore, as I made all men in vain, what man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? Selah. Lord, where are thy former loving kindnesses, which thou swearest unto David in thy truth? Remember, Lord, the reproach of thy servants, how I do bear in my bosom the reproach of all the mighty people, wherewith thine enemies have reproached. O Lord, wherewith they have reproached the footsteps of thine anointed. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Amen and amen. Well, for those of you who attend our big meetings, We've been going through Psalm 89, which is a commentary on 2 Samuel, that chapter we read earlier this morning, where Nathan comes to David and declares that God has blessed him richly. David, as you know, had conquered all his enemies to the left and to the right, and there was peace in the land for the tribes of Israel. And David has a heart to build the Lord a house of cedar. And Nathan said to him, do all that's in your heart. And then the Lord comes to Nathan at the night in a vision and instructs him that David is not to build his house of me, but I will build his house. I will build his family and his throne will last forever and ever. So God makes a covenant speaks of that covenant that the Lord God made with David through Nathan the prophet and the psalm here speaks as we discovered of God's faithfulness 
faithfulness. God is a God of faithfulness. A God whom we can trust and depend upon. A God who has integrity. A God who is just. A God who is righteous. Verse 14 of our psalm reads, Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. His throne, his government, is pure and holy and righteous. It's not corrupt. It's not a dictatorship. It's not out for what it can gain. It's a throne, it's a kingdom of justice. Justice and judgment. Justice and righteousness. All those things as a nation we lack at this time. And the world lacks. We long for that day when God's kingdom will be set up as the Son of God returns and he will set up a kingdom of justice and righteousness and of a glorious kingdom everlasting. This psalm speaks to us of, of God's faithfulness. It's a key expression in this psalm. Forgive me, I need to repeat these, these verses, but in verse 1 he says, with my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. This is the psalmist's declaration. I will sing of the mercies of God forever. Verse 2. I have said mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. Again in verse 5. The heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. Verse 8. O Lord God of hosts, who is strong, Lord, like unto thee, all thy faithfulness round about thee. It says that my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. Verse 33, nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. Faithfulness will never fail, will never be taken from us. He is faithful, faithful to his word, faithful to his character. This is one of God's attributes. He's a, he's a God who is faithful. We live in a day and generation where there is unfaithfulness. Marriages breaking up on every hand, families being destroyed, children. Having a foundation take away from that stable relationship between a husband and a wife. There's a lack of faithfulness and integrity in our government and in the governments of the world. There's a lack of faithfulness in the workplace. We live in a faithless society, a faithless generation, which is in contrast to the faithfulness of our God. He's promised there'll be seed time, winter and harvest, spring and summer. He's faithful. The seasons roll on. They're faithful. He's faithful to his promises. He's said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He's faithful to his promises. But friends, we need to remember these precious promises. He says, as your days are, so your strength will be. Another faithful promise of it. And I know you prove those promises to be true in your own life. There are times when we feel that God is unfaithful, that God has abandoned us. And the second part of, of our psalm, 
speaks of God's apparent unfaithfulness. This is a psalm which is, again, honest. Honest to us. He's, he's, he's speaking his heart and his mind to the Lord in honesty. He's not seeking to hide things from God, which is impossible. He knows what we think and what we feel. And the psalmist here, in verse 38, a sudden change. In verse 36, we have that, that sila at the end of verse 37. Sorry. Sila. Consider what I've said prior to this or God's faithfulness. But thou hast cast off the Lord, thou hast been wroth with thine enemies. Twelve times the psalmist says, Thou hast, thou Babylonian exile was brought upon them and they were taken away. And so the psalmist is looking back to those days that captivity. have looked at days of prosperity. We looked at days of blessing. I still remember Dick standing in his pulpit and he was lamenting his previous days. Where the church was full and the, the tent meetings were overflowing with people. There was a hunger and thirst for the word of God. And even in his day, when he was standing here, he lamented that was coming smaller and weaker. And that trend hasn't diminished. That trend presses on. We, to be honest, we feel God's abandoned us. We need to be honest with the Lord, as the psalmist is honest with the Lord. We've had our programs
cried to the Lord, how long, how long? And they must have thought, God has abandoned them. God had deserted them to their enemies. And all through the history of the church, you see this, this cycle of growth and of seeding of that growth. Even disciples felt the same. The Lord Jesus came and chose his twelve. And they went out preaching and teaching. They saw the miracles, the raising of the dead, along with receiving their sight. They were excited. They were exciting days. Believed that he was the Messiah. And in uh, Matthew 16, we read these words in, in verse, verse 13. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, son of man, am? And they said, Some say you are John the Baptist, some Elijah, some Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto him, But whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Wow, what a tremendous statement of faith that is. And Jesus acknowledged that. He said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee. It's a revelation of God. His eyes were open to who he was. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blood flesh and not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What a tremendous promise. What a tremendous promise. But if you turn to Luke, Verse 21, 24, 21. What was the reality? What did they feel after the crucifixion? They'd seen the Lord, they'd walked with him, they'd spoken with him, they'd touched him, and we read these words, words in Luke 24 and 21. Let's go back a bit. And uh, they're journeying said unto him, What things have they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people? Now the chief priests and their rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. And this is the important verse. But we trusted that it had been he which would indeed be Trusted that it had been he who should have redeemed Israel. Because with their eyes they'd seen him being crucified, their hearts were despondent. He trusted, he had a hope. Did he not promise, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it? He did promise that, didn't he? And friends, we need to look higher. Our vision needs to be raised up. We need to remind ourselves continually of the promise of God. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail it. God is faithful. Though the appearances of all things are crumbling, they are not. God is faithful. 
have said, mercy shall be built up forever. But he's speaking there forever, long term, stretched out eternity. We sing of the mercy of the Lord forever. Again, that's a key word in this, this, this song. Verse 4, my seed were established forever. You get it? It's forever. And though we feel God has abandoned us, he hasn't. God is with us. I will build my church. And how to be sure of that? A number of references to the heavens. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever, by faithfulness shall be established in the very heavens. You cannot move the heavens, friends. It's immovable. It's steadfast. It's set. As are the promises of God. Verse 5, he says, The heavens shall praise my wonders. Verse 6, For who in heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Verse 11, The heavens are thine. of men, the plans and schemes of men cannot overthrow the sovereign purpose of our God. It says, verse 35, For once I swore by my holiness that I will not lie. Speaking there of the seed of David, verse 36. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before him. Who can blot the sun out? No man can blot the sun. And to underline the permanency of the throne of David, he says, It shall be established forever as the moon. like our God. And so the throne, the throne of Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, will never diminish. Will never be conquered. Will never be overthrown. For God has promised, as the stars in the heavens, the sun and the moon, so will his throne endure. Internationally, you see her in decline. You see her marginalized and attacked. We need to remember the promises of our God. And as the psalmist here reminded the Lord that you have done this. And I believe this is part of God's judgment upon our nation. We've taken a candlestick away from our nation slowly. And I said to you on Thursday night, when he returns, we'll find faith on the earth. 
Will we be faithful? Will we persevere? Will we be steadfast? Hebrews again tonight. And the key theme there is stand steadfast. Are we steadfast with the truth? We acknowledge that God has done this. And if God has done this, God can undo it. He is our only hope. Programs, they fail. We don't put our trust in, in the armies of the flesh, but surely our, our trust is in the Lord, in the mighty God. Verse 8 of our psalm, O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like us? We believe that. We believe God is strong. And this is referring to the song of Moses, who there Egyptians were slaughtered on the seashore. O Lord God of hosts, he's the God of hosts. The spears, the planets, the stars, the angels, the archangels, the armies of Israel. He's the Lord God of hosts. Who is a strong Lord like unto thee? Or to thy faithfulness round about thee? There is none. So friends, encourage yourself. Encourage one another. But our God is a strong God. He's not weak feeble. He's not effeminate. He's a God of strength and power and majesty and glory. Verse 18. The psalmist declares that the Lord is our defense. He's our defense. He's our defense. He's hedged us around. And these, these are expressions of the Israelites and the people round about knew very well. These are expressions of of a king. The king was to provide for their need, provide for their protection. So the same for the Lord is our defense. It's ours. It's a corporate people of God. The Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our king. Again, he's emphasizing the faithfulness, the holiness of God. He's the Holy One of Holy. He's harmless, spotless, he's undefiled. It's altogether different to us. We are so unholy. He's so holy that he cannot even look upon sin. Hence, the psalmist calls him the Holy One of Israel. The one who is faithful. The one who is gracious. Psalm speaks so often of those glorious attributes of his faithfulness, his love, his mercy, his tender compassion towards his people. In verse 18, he reads here, The Lord is our defense, our shield, our buckler, he's hedged us around. He's the Holy One of Israel. king. The king is a glorious king. This king has compassion for you, for your needs, for your family. He's a king 
can't go to Buckingham Palace and knock on the door and want to speak to a queen. It's impossible. This can't be done. There's procedures, etiquette to follow. And this king, we have access by prayer, supplication. We have access to the king. We have a rich inheritance. We have all things in Christ Jesus. He's our king. He's our defender. He's our provider. He's our confidence. things according to his will and to his purpose. He's a faithful king. The king is high and lifted up. The king is ruling. The king is king. The Lord of Lords. He's king of the church. And I believe all my heart what he says, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not calls us to be as a church, as a family of Christ here, is to follow his characteristic of faithfulness. Faithfulness. The psalmist, an honest man before his God. He cries out, I remind you again, don't you hear on Thursday night, verse 46, how long, Lord, Will I hide myself from that? Is that the cry? Is that your cry? How long? How long? God's timing is not our time. God's ways are not our ways. He calls us to be patient. Patient and to be faithful. And to remain steadfast. Immovable. Cry the saints in Revelation 6. How long, Lord? How long to justify the blood of the martyrs? Revelation 22. How long, Lord? How long? The Lord Jesus says, You will serve. Long for that day. We pray for that day. Come together here on the first to pray. How long, Lord? How long will see the church? he brings revival to the church. How long before he brings revival to my soul, to my apathy, to my laziness? How long until he stirs me up? How long? How long? How much do you long for his glory? Verse 17, for thou art the glory of their strength. I don't see the glory of his strength. For thou art the glory of of their strength. We long to see that. Not for our sakes, not for numbers' sakes, not for filling these chairs, but for his glory and for his name's sake. For the honor of the church of Jesus Christ, for the glory of his name, for the extension of his kingdom. So, friends, when you're at home, prayer meeting, cry unto the Lord. How long, Lord? You not bear your arm and overcome the enemies of the gospel and the enemies of the 
blessings also us this morning. to one another and to our God that our God is a God of faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow for turning
bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance.